0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm so very thankful that you decided to click on this podcast episode and I just pray that your heart and your mind are just ready to receive this amazing word that the Lord has given me. Now if you're not new, you might be like, whoa Josie, so last episode we had a little um, change in music um, and then this episode we actually changed the title of this podcast. So Before, it was called Let's Bloom with Josie, and honestly, I really just named it Let's Bloom because I was going to be talking about fitness and growth, and then the Lord really quickly showed me, no, we're going to use this platform to glorify him and to spread his word. So I decided to change the name to something more fitting, which is Chats with Josie, because really, that's what this is. We're just going to be talking um, and just discussing the Lord and what he's done and what he's doing. So again, I just want to thank you so much for this podcast, and I cannot wait to get right into it. As you can see by the title, we're going to be talking about who do you walk with? And you might be like, who do I walk with? Uh, my friends, duh. But listen, um, the Lord gave me this message for a purpose. And I think I have more younger listeners on here. I'm not sure, though. But if you're around my age, you know, young adults, even teenagers, really, you need to turn your ears up for this because... The people that you surround yourself with impact you so much more than you realize. Trust me, I have been there where I was so blinded because of people I was with. Or I had, um, my mouth was different, I my actions were different because of who I was with and who I was spending most of my time with. So before we really get started into the scriptures and everything, I just want to quickly give you guys my testimony. Just a very short um moment of it. But whenever I graduated high school, by no means was I on fire for God or even consider myself a Christian. I went to, um, I went to church like very rarely, but when I was there, I really wasn't understanding it. I didn't feel God's presence. I literally just did not know a thing. I was just like, oh church. Yeah. Okay. that I understand. And then we go home and eat. And the sad part about that is so many people battle this. They battle the lukewarmness or just the, you're dipping your toe in the water of Christianity and knew, like knowing who God is. But God really wants you to jump all in and experience all that he has for you. So anyway, I graduated high school. Again, not really in the right mindset. I would say I was a good kid. You know, I cared about people, but I didn't do things according to the word of God. So I went up to Pittsburgh for college. I went to Chatham University for a year. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. Just a small private school. Um, I stayed there on campus, had a dorm, literally everything. Had the dining food, dining, what's it called? Dining hall food, the whole shebang. I wouldn't take back any of it for the world because I met some amazing people. I grew, I learned a lot, like That was a good step, but I'm very thankful I'm not there now. But I want to talk about when I was at Chatham, the people I was surrounded by and the things that I was around definitely impact the way I walked, the way I saw myself, the way I felt like I needed to dress, the things that I thought I had to do on the weekends just to be that college kid, all right? And I say this, not i don't want you to imply anything or honestly like even get this image in your head because i'm the only one that truly knows my testimony but the whole purpose of me talking about going up to pittsburgh and um feeling like i really did feel alone in a way and i i did things that i knew weren't really the best and i regretted it every time and i just It's funny how the Holy Spirit will work on you even when you don't realize it, right? Whenever you're doing things or you say something, you're like, oh, like, I probably shouldn't have done that. I feel guilty. I should have thought before I acted or said things like the Holy Spirit. It's still it's always going to be there. It's always going to try and help you out. But it's up to us to make that choice if we want to listen to it, if we want to walk by our spirit and not our emotions, right? Sorry, that's my dog. (laughs) So the way I was walking reflected the type of person that I was and truly became, right? I was up there for a year, and at the end of that year, I have, like, I changed. I really did. I mean, I grew, but I shouldn't have been doing the things I was doing. So, I want to talk really quickly on some statistics that I found. Um, I just thought it was interesting, so I had to put it in there. So, it says, according to research by social psychologist Dr. David McClainan of Harvard. I might have said that name wrong. "um, The people you habitually associate with. So, habitually, that means um, like regularly. You're always associating with them, always hanging out with them, whatever the case may be. So those people determine as much as 95% of your success or failure in life. Isn't that crazy? The people that you habitually associate with ultimately determine if you're going to be successful in life or if you're going to fail in life. Like, I don't know about you, but I want to be successful. So... Again, this is why we're going to be talking about who we walk with. It is just so vital that we need to just be aware of these things and the people and um, the situations that we um, put ourselves in. So another quote, it says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And then there's also this quote, it says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And again, in our age, I feel like it is so easy to get wrapped up and maybe the wrong group of people and get wrapped up into sin and doing things and not even thinking how this could impact me later, right? We just want to feel good in the moment. We just want to look cool. But if you just listen to these statistics alone, and we're going to get into scripture, don't worry. But if you listen to these statistics alone, it kind of makes you stop and be like, oh, like, I don't want to be a drunk. I don't want to be addicted to weed. I want to be, like, I want to be independent and be able to rely on myself and take care of myself. Whatever the case may be, whatever you um, feel in your spirit as I'm talking, listen to it. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is trying to convict you of or make you see, because that's the only way we're going to grow. So it's really vital that we surround ourselves with like-minded people, with faith-living people. People that actually act out on faith, act out on the word of God. So, so, so important. So although Jesus calls us to go out to the lost, right? Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20, if you want to go look at that. Um, But we also should not let the lost or those of this world dictate the way that we live. We have to be rooted deep in Christ before putting ourselves in situations or around people who can potentially sway our beliefs or question the way we live. We have to make sure we're like a tree standing on solid ground with our roots so deep that whatever happens around us, whoever comes around us, it's not going to make us fall. It's not going to make us shake. It's not going to break us, right? We want to make sure that we have super deep roots in who Jesus is. And the Bible tells us not only to stay away from the path of wickedness, but we should flee. It's not just, oh yeah, don't go to that party. No, run away from the people that are inviting you to the party. Run away from the people that are trying to get you to do something that you know you should not do. Things that you know are going to lead you down the path of sin. Run away. Flee. Don't even give room to the temptation. So I just wanna quickly share some scriptures that talk about staying away from things and people that um, may steer us away from God. So we have a Proverbs chapter four, verse 14 through 15. And it says, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it, do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. This literally means turning a whole 180 I think that's half of 360. (laughs) Anyway, turning around completely and running away from it. If you know what's going to tempt you, you know it's going to make you fall, don't even put yourself in that situation unless you are deeply rooted in Christ and you know that you're not going to fall, that you know that you're super solid. But honestly, I don't think any Christian should put themselves in a situation, regardless of how deep your roots are, because we need to... We just really need to focus on who God called us to be and stay focused on choosing the good, right? Um, Another scripture is 1 Thessalonians 5, chapter, oh, I'm sorry, chapter 5, verse 22. And it says, abstain from every form of evil. uh, I can't talk, sorry. (laughs) Abstain, that means choose not to do something. Again, it's a choice. And we're going to talk about this later. But choose to not follow evil. Choose to run away from all forms of evil. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. I know that's a lot of twos. It says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace among with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart have nothing to do with foolish ignorant controversies you know that they breed corals so right there I just want to um, focus in on verse 23 where it says have nothing to do with foolish foolish ignorant controversies Because they're going to lead to quarrels. They're going to lead to arguments. They're going to lead to you losing your focus on who's important, which is God. And you're going to start focusing more on winning this argument or being upset or being mad or getting anxious. Right? The devil wants to distract you and get your focus on anything other than Jesus. Verse 24, it says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. We live in an evil world, guys. And it's hard to stay focused on the good and see the good in people, see the good in ourselves, right? But the word of God says we need to patiently endure evil. Verse 25, it says, Correcting his opponents with gentleness, God may perhaps grant them repentance, hallelujah, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Whew. So we just need to make sure that we're fleeing from these things that lead us to ignorance, to quarrels, which is arguments, leading, run away from the things that might lead us to sin, to hurt people, right? We need to every day wake up and be like, okay, God, help me to love somebody more. Help me to see the good in people. Help me to walk and just focus on what's good. Help me to focus on your word and stand on your word. It's an everyday thing we're going to have to do. So the Lord warns us multiple times to get away from things that do not honor him. Literally run away. Run away from things that you know will not help you grow closer grow closer to the Lord. And this may need like this may end up being you walking away from others. This might mean you have to start walking with those who are kingdom mindset based which means you can love somebody, but if they are not focused on the kingdom, you probably shouldn't be walking with them or taking their advice, unfortunately, because we're weak. We are nothing without God. We are weak. We are human. We are flesh. So again, don't even put yourself in a situation that can confuse you, that can lead you down the wrong path. So these people that we walk with, they need to have the same mindset or we're not going to excel. We're not going to, do what god's called us to do and if we don't walk with people that don't if we sorry if we don't walk with people with the same mindset then we're going to end up getting distracted we're going to become confused which confusion is the spirit from the devil right and eventually we're going to end up in a position that's going to lead us to hell and nobody wants to go to hell guys you can look it up hell is real hell is scary like literally just run away You have a choice. You have the option. The door is wide open for you to get yourself out of of going to hell. Jesus is coming back so soon, guys. He is really coming back soon. I feel such an urgency. Like I have felt an urgency for a bit. But like now, because I'm just fully in it with God, I'm not holding back anything. But I just know that he's coming back soon. And God is showing us this urgency. For a reason, and we need to make sure we're getting ready. We need to be obedient with what He puts on our hearts. But again, like I talked about a couple times already, but you've got to decide if you're going to be serious for God. Are you either going to choose good or evil? It's up to you. God gave us free will, it's our decision. God is so loving that He just doesn't want to pressure us into a relationship, He wants us to choose. So God gives us the tools, right? He gives us his word and things that we can stand on, the promises, and if we follow his word, if we follow his His rules and and instructions, those promises are gonna follow those who diligently seek him. So are you willing to flee from things of your past? Are you willing to flee from things that your flesh wants? And what I mean by this is, say you um okay you were working at this at this job okay and ultimately it led you down the wrong path because of the people you were surrounded with the things that were involved in the job right so you got out of that job but now the devil's really trying to kick in your mind and saying hey why don't you come back and work here right someone's reaching out to you and it's like come on back like think of all the money you made think of how much fun you had your flesh was like, oh yeah, like I did have a good time there. And I mean, I know who works there. And I mean, I'm sure I'd be fine if I went back. I I mean, I know God now. But listen, again, do not put yourself in a situation that you know will not lead you closer to Christ. So are you willing to flee from things your flesh wants? Are you willing to step up and say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that regardless of how I feel because the word of God says that I should not go off of my emotions, but I should stand on every word that his um, scripture says. So just like we talked about at first, who we surround ourselves with will ultimately impact our walk. It's going to impact our future. And I don't know about you guys that are listening, but I just see so many more young people who are hungry for God. We need each other for accountability because things are going to get worse before they get better. They are, and we really need to have each other linked in arms regardless of the past, regardless of what they look like, regardless of where they came from or um, what they might have done, even if they hurt you. You need to put all that aside and be like, you know what? God loves them like he loves me. He forgave them as he forgave me, so I'm going to help this person. I'm going to be in accountability for this person because they deserve to go to heaven too. Right? We have to put our pride away sometimes, and it's hard because that's what our flesh wants. That's our first nature is to be like, well, no, they hurt me. You don't deserve to talk to me or whatever, right? Like, no, we need to put that away, and we need to truly resemble Jesus in those really tough situations. So if you're serious about God and you believe that there is a heaven and hell, the first step is cutting out those people or those things that you spend your time doing. Being alone with God really does teach you a lot, right? We learn um, who God is and what he's done. We learn that God is all that we're ever really going to need. We learn about his love, his character. We learn who we are by learning about who God is. Let me say that one more time. We learn who we are by learning about who God is. It breaks my heart that all of these different um young people, older people, like all of these people are so confused on who they are. They think they need to be a a female or a male or they think that they need to love this type of person or they think they need to dress and look this way to feel like themselves. But if you just got in the word of God and you just figured out and you saw what God spoke about you and how much he loves you and you just figure out who God is and that we were created in his image, his perfect image. Wow, what a relief. What an amazing mindset. What a new perspective on yourself, right? Like we are treasure. We truly are. So I just... uh, So many people deal with depression and anxiety and they are so hard on themselves, but God never wanted that. That's the devil. That's him pulling you down, getting you distracted from what big things God has for you. So if you're listening today and you're struggling with that, that self image, I just encourage you to pray. I encourage you to get in the word and truly just figure out who God is because we resemble him. He created us in his own image and that alone will set you free. The truth will set you free in Jesus name. I also just want to touch on God will remove or add people in your life to protect you, to guide you, to support you. And, um, this message that I'm talking about right now, I'm actually going to teach to this girls group and, it's just crazy. The girls that are in this group, we couldn't have come together without God. Like there's no way that we would have done this by ourselves. And there is just so many there's just so much power in numbers. You know, there's power in a church community. There's power in a in a young adults group. There's power in in relationships, right? Um, Ecclesiastics chapter four, verse nine through 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Maintaining these quality relationships with people is so vital. We need that accountability. We need someone to be like, hey, you're falling. This is what you're gonna need to do to get back on track. Hey, that probably wasn't right. Hey, you're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you for doing this, right? We need that accountability. We need that conversation with people. It's just so, so vital. I want to quickly read this little section from Exodus chapter three, starting at verse seven. It says, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmakers." I know their sufferings and I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaites, the Hittites, the Emory's, the, oh, there's some other places, but I don't know how to say them. Uh, verse nine, it says, and now behold, the cry of the people of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them come I will send you to Pharaoh so that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Can I just note that throughout this little passage in Exodus, God is telling us, I hear your cries. I can see your suffering. Just come to me and I will deliver you. Come to me and I will set you up for success. Just come to me, the Lord says. Just come to me. So in this section of Exodus, or if you've ever read it, you're going to know this story, but God uses Moses to deliver these people. In the same way, God uses men to help men. He uses individuals to help other individuals. God connects you with people. God loves people. And I found this quote that really spoke to me. I wanted to share. It says, don't be surprised if your support doesn't come from familiar faces. God will place strangers in your life to take you to higher places. That is crazy. It's so true. God has such a crazy way of fulfilling his plan. Right? Like we don't see the big p- p- We don't see the big picture, but God does, and he knows exactly who needs to know this person and this relationship and this connection and they're going to get there. Like he knows it all. It's he has so strategic. And that's where we have to just trust him. And honor him and follow him because we don't even see what tomorrow holds. Truly, we might have plans. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but God does. He does. We got to learn to trust him. Something so scary to me is that if we are not willing or if we're not serious about truly pursuing God and doing what he's put on our heart, he's going to find somebody else to do it. He will. He's going to find someone who's obedient, who is passionate, and who just wants to do the job simply because God called them. But either way, God's going to get it done. And I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of this movement. God is rising up, what He is doing, um, what he's about to do. God, like I just I want to do whatever God is doing right now. I want to be in it. I want to be helping him. I want to be reaching people more than I ever have before. Men and women are God's channel to helping other people. So when you cut people off, you could be potentially cutting off your future. Isn't that crazy? If you say, oh no, I'm actually going to turn my back and not talk to them because of such and such, you could potentially be hindering your future because that person had a purpose. That person could have been carrying something that you needed to get a hold of. And this is why we should always aim to love like Jesus. I know it's easier said than done, but we really cannot be judging others. We can't. And I wanted to read this passage from Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 6. And it says, do not judge others and you will be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. So it's saying here that when you judge someone for what they did, God's looking down at you and judging you just as hard as you just judge that other person. There's no need for us to judge. God is the ultimate judge. God is a just God, and he is going to make sure everybody knows where their place is on judgment day. That's not our call. That's not what we are here to do. That's God. That's what he is supposed to do at a specific time, right? Verse three, it says, and why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can Excuse me, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite, first get rid of the log in your own eye, then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste what is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls, then turn and attack you. Whew. So this scripture really just warns us that when we judge We ourselves are being judged even more. Judging really doesn't get you anywhere. Like, look at yourself. Look at your past. Look at the things you're even battling now. Like, I don't want to be judged, so I shouldn't be judging others, right? And again, it's our flesh. It's our age. We really have to get real about this. We have to get serious about being more like Jesus. Every single day, it's going to be a struggle, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. Nobody's perfect, and we all have done things and learned, so let's just focus on loving all people. You can love the person but hate the sin. You can pray for people. You should be praying for people. But more importantly, just remember your place in all of this. Right? We are God's hands and feet, but we're not God. That just hits me every time because We as humans try to get in the middle of things. We try and do things at our own power and will. But that's not our place. It's really not our place. And it's not doing anything good. It might even be hindering what God is trying to do. And that terrifies me. And that's something that I've been working on. But it's going to be an everyday choice, guys. Every day you're going to have to wake up and decide. You're going to have to choose to see the good in people. You have to try and see the God in people, right? God created everybody and he loves them all, even though you might not understand why he loves them because of whatever the case may be. But that's where God's working on us. He's refining our heart and we just have to let him do it. We have to trust him. Satan's always going to show you the weakness in people. Always. He wants you to stop from making relationships with people. The devil hates relationships, hence the huge amount of people with depression, the people that are lonely. It's all spiritual. Even if you don't realize it at the time, it's spiritual. But when you immediately see the bad or the weakness in people, you want to flee. You want to run away. You want to just cut them out of your life and be done with it. But when you cut off people, I mean, unless God clearly shuts the door for this season or maybe forever That's kind of a different story. But when you personally decide to cut people out, you're ultimately cutting off God's channel to help you. Because again, God sends man to help man. We help each other. So we're going to learn, or we're going to have to learn, how to maintain these relationships, right? Once we figure out who we're going to walk with and um, who we might not walk with, we need to make sure we're maintaining these relationships, so, especially in our generation, it is so easy to just add someone on Snapchat or be friends with them on Instagram, whatever. You like their post, you comment, you think you're like, you know, like acquaintances or whatever. But honestly, a true relationship or a f- true friendship, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take dedication. You have to trust that person. You have to create that um, That love for them in a way. You have to get to know them. And sometimes this means we have to set aside the things we don't like about them. We need to focus on loving them just as Jesus loves you and I. These people, regardless of their weakness, I mean, we all have fallen short from the glory of God. But listen, we can't focus on the weakness. We have to, again, not walk by our emotions or our flesh. We need to walk by our spirit. We need to walk by the word of God. But we can learn from people. God puts people in our life to help us grow, but we might be helping them grow as well. We don't know. We just have to trust God. But we can hold each other accountable. We all need people. We all need each other. This world is so evil, and standing up to the evil was really hard. But let me tell you, it is not impossible. You never know. Your next promotion in life, your next step in life, might depend on that one person that one relationship we don't know why god might have put that person in their life or their past or the reason behind all the things but that's why it's so important to walk with those who are going to uplift you who are going to push you who are going to guide you because it might determine our future It might determine if we're going to be successful or not. It might determine if we're going to be carrying out the will of God, the calling that he has put on our life. Relationships with other people are just so important. Your next level in life is at the mercy of a man or woman, which is crazy. But God uses people to help people. So we need to be humble enough to be corrected. We need to be open and ready to learn. And we need to not judge them. We need to love them like Christ. And just trust God. Trust that all things work together for the good. Right? So I just have some final thoughts as we wrap up this episode. So these are just some things that maybe you need to think about. Maybe you need to meditate on and figure out where you stand. So are you serious about God? Are you okay with the battles that you're going to face once you decide to fully commit to God? Notice how I said the battles that you will face. Once you get serious about God and you start running towards Christ, you're going to have some backlash from the enemy. And that's a whole other message I would love to talk about. But my pastor always says, just like a football player running with the football, right? If no one's coming after you, you're going in the wrong direction. If you're running towards God, you're running towards the things He put on your heart, you're going to have an attack. You're going to have lots of attacks. You're going to have people telling you, well, what's the purpose of that? Uh, Well, what's that going to get you? You got to just stay focused on Jesus. You got to recognize, okay, I'm getting attacked because I'm doing the right thing, okay? Another question is, are you serious about choosing God in an evil world? Remember, it's our choice. Only we can make the choice if we're gonna choose good or if we're gonna choose evil. Again, we have that free will. But if you choose good or if you're iffy on it, God will know if your heart's genuine or not. So that's why you need to make sure you're really sitting down and figuring out if you're serious or not. Another thing I want you to think about is look around at who you talk to and who you hang out with, okay? Just a minute. Just think of like the five most people that you um, have in your life right now. Do they push you towards the Word of God? Or do they distract you and get you off track? Um, do they bring you peace or confusion? Remember, confusion is a spirit from the enemy. Just throwing that out there. Do you feel closer to the Lord after your time with this person or these people? These are all things to just kind of think about and look at your life and be like, okay, um, you know what? Maybe this person isn't pushing me the way that I should be pushed. And then you're going to have to make those adjustments. I mean, guys, it's ultimately our choice. It really is. And if you're serious, just take that first step and adjust who you walk with. It's going to determine your future. It's going to determine the person that you become. It really will. So just take a moment today, maybe tonight or this morning, like, I don't know when you guys listen to this, but just take a moment today um, to sit and look at who you walk with. Look at where your heart is. If you're genuinely serious about God, just take a look at yourself and it's going to reveal the next steps that you need to take. all I have for you guys today. I really hope that your hearts have received this. I hope that you are able to just meditate on his word, this message that he has given us, and really just start to make the adjustments that you need to. Guys, Jesus is coming back in the moment, and I, I want to go to heaven. There's people in my life that I want to go to heaven, and sometimes it's going to take us to make that step for other people to see, oh, maybe I need to take that step as well. It comes down to us and how serious we are. So guys, just thank you again so much for listening today. If you enjoyed it, please, I don't know if you can like it or subscribe or whatever you want to do. Maybe send it to someone who needs to hear this. Whatever you feel on your heart to do, that would just be awesome. I will see you guys next time for a new message. All right. Bye guys.